Yo, 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 we back with another one. You already know. The vibes. We in the building. Foxy. Trap forever, you heard? Gang, Alright, so let's get into it. Let's say I got a lot of stuff on his mind that he's trying to get off his chest. So, what's good, bro? Tell us how you feel. Older heads don't want to push us to, you feel me? Like, what old heads do you know? Because, I mean, like, define older heads. Like, older. The older heads that's still in the game. So, the older heads uh, that still hustle and shit and they, they help formulate. That's because so that's all they know. You, you I know, but. We passed that along as culture. Like, oh, this is mm. our culture. Oh, yeah. Like, if That's, you had an uncle that pimped, and yeah. he was, like, the, like yeah, a mag. Like, yo, like, why why when when older people come to you, like, yo, you don't get no pussy, man. You gotta be fucking these bitches out here. That's, you fucking these bitches, and you catching something. <laughs> That's Hell. a toxic thing to push on to people and shit. Or to glor- glorify certain things, like. When you see older people on the internet, like, oh, yeah, I'm in the gang, Big Billy. When I was in jail, I was doing this. You feel me? That's having the young people look up like, oh, like that's how I'm supposed to do it. You feel me? Even though I know it's due to circumstances, but that is what we push along as culture. You feel me? I feel like it's slowly changing, but more progress will be made if we actually made the right moves and pushed the right things along as culture. You feel me? Like, right, because that, I mean... I get what you're saying. I feel like I've seen it in, like, movies or, like, heard friends talk about how they talk to old dudes in, like, barbershops and shit. And it's called, like, barbershop talk. Yeah. So that's, like, anything. Like, I don't... I've never... That's... It's weirdo shit. Like, now when I look at it, I'm like, yo, that's... Now you a weirdo. That's like, creepy. You feel me? Like, what type of... You done seen this path. Like, you've seen it taken so many times. All your friends is dead or in jail. You still out here telling niggas that this is what you're supposed to life, be doing. And that's the way that they live. Because there's no smarter way to do it. Like, you might, like, I could look at you right now. And you make 10 bands and then you get locked up. And I'm like, damn, if that was me, I'd do this just a little bit different. Now, I get in the streets. Make 15. Jay-Z knew when to get out, though. Right, you feel me? It's about like knowing when to get out if that is your circumstance. He used that to elevate. He used his street smarts to elevate his game, and he does the same thing. That's why his business acumen is so high because he know how to push his product to a certain point and then get out because mm-hmm. he sells too. Like he will build a brand up like Rockaway and then sell it at its pinnacle. Because once that was done, it was done. He make a whole lot of money now. People speculating whether he gonna sell title or not now that it reached a hundred million. Because once it reached 100 million, he was officially named a billionaire. And if you see, he put all his music back on Apple Music, mm-hmm. except for uh, Reasonable Doubt, which is arguably his best album. You feel me? Like, it's all strategic business moves. But he used the same thing he learned uh, in the streets and took that to the business world. But that's the thing. A lot of people, they feel like, oh, if Jay can do it, I could do it. Yeah, but you have to learn how to do things in a strategic manner like yeah. you can't just assume just because one man does it you could do it one man's like way of doing something doesn't mean that you're going to manifest the same energy right you can think of other ways to do what you do if your circumstance makes you stuck in a hood mentality and you have to do things in order to get out of it that's cool because everybody's main goal is what i gotta get out the hood 
I don't know. I, I think a lot, lot of people, people say that, but like but a lot of a people, people to be the most popping nigga. No, like that's, I don't want to be the most popping. <laughs> like, I want to get the fuck up out of it. That's what it be, cause people can't stay away from. You feel know I me? Mean? A lot of yeah. people start making money and then it's just flexing and finessing in the hood. It ain't stacking money till you get out the hood. It's, oh, I got the flyest clothes in the hood. Then the next thing, oh, I got clothes a whip in the hood. Clothes are going to the grave with you. you know what I mean? and, that's and most that's going to the grave with you is your legacy. It really is. When it comes down to it, it's your legacy. It's your name. It's what you did, and that's it. And if you left behind kids, it's that as well. So, like, you're leaving behind kids that have your DNA and your mannerisms to become a better version of maybe yourself or just take on what you gave them to be what they are with your name still in it. And... Whatever you've done for yourself, community, or whatever. But if you're fucking around, only caring about money, bitches, and cars, those don't go to the grave with you. Uh, I mean... We all go in that same box. I could see that. At, like, I don't mind that at a young age. Well, yeah, like, no, of course. Me. Yeah, but... Like, but my thing is the older, like, the the older, older people. The older you get, you still, have to. Yeah, like, come on, bro. You've seen, like, you've seen the story before. There's no way still be pushing that narrative you feel me there's no way you could look at a youngin that you practically raised you probably did raise and tell them like oh they took one of yours go get two back you feel me or, or go you eat go to the jail score, and you okay with your son going to jail that's like oh that i used to wild. watch a whole bunch of these prison uh documentaries i don't know I, growing up i just found it very fascinating the prison system people in juvenile facilities and actual like adults that are incarcerated i've always found it interesting that um a lot of the times most adults that are incarcerated their kids not all the time mm. but based on this not i don't even want to say statistics just looking at like all their stories they don't want their kids to be in the same place that they are but they end up their kids end up being in uh in like juvenile facilities and it's so sad because when it comes down to visitation, you're visiting your parent that is legit across the county in a, like another facility, and y'all have to meet in like. Shout out in to handcuffs. uh That's insane. Meek Mill. He just dropped a video for Oodles and Noodles Babies. I That's see it. Basically, what happened? Like Word? His father got locked up or whatever. Or not Meek Mill, but the person who's mm-hmm. like in the video. It was showing him when he was a, a youngin in the street. Uh, he went killed somebody in a robbery, in an armed robbery, got locked up. Um, then his son grew up and the pattern followed. And then at the end of the video, his father's knocking on the door. He opens it and he hands him the uh, the jumpsuit, like the orange mm. jumpsuit. Like, it's your turn now. And he That's put scary. On, yeah, he put on the orange jumpsuit and went to jail too because he did the same thing. And it's like, yo, the pattern fucking continues. That's what, that's what I'm talking about, like... These are the things we pass down. We always say culture, 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 but like, you feel me? This is- and these are also the things that they want. Like, not they. Let me not say they, because I hate when people <laughs> classify anybody as they. It's rude. Like, it makes me feel like people are inhumane when they say they. You know they. <laughs> Let's say the people that want to oppress us. Mm. They look forward to all of us being incarcerated, which is confusing to me because one. I didn't ask to be here. <laughs> Dragged my ancestors here. Killed the natives that belonged here. 
they didn't claim right to the land, but like the natives that were here embraced the land or a black child or a black teenager. It's completely against you. They don't want us to thrive. Like I remember, I remember Donald Trump saying, um, African-Americans are so lazy. And I was just like, why would you assume that we're so lazy when in the very instant you sat here and went to pageant women saying that they will be nothing but pretty women and that's all they should ever be. And then you sat here and paid, like you corrected me earlier, over $80,000 for a, a news article to promote the death penalty, but not in the instance of putting the death penalty for people who commit an actual crime, right. but to co- put people who are just black in a situation like, yeah, they should just die. So you bring us over, torment us, treat us like shit, animals, call us animals, and still want us incarcerated and locked up. But did I ask to be here? It's like when uh, it's so confusing when they say shit like go back to Africa, like yo, go I back wish to I fucking knew Europe. Where the fuck my my tribe came from? Yo, no lie, they want to get ancestry or DNA shit, but, but then too bad, the, those are all fake, right? And then the fucking government gets access to your DNA now, and you, they you, send insurance companies and social yeah, workers and FBI that. gets that stuff, and they basically create their own criminal out of our DNA. And which is insane. That's great. I know. Um, I was watching something the other day, and they said uh, we were socially desegregated, but we were never financially desegregated. Mm-hmm. So our economies have always been split apart. So they killed Black Wall Street, uh, you know, burnt that down, uh, did us dirty, um, and then we were desegregated, but only socially. So we were allowed places, but we still aren't afforded the opportunities to... Uh, for financial gain, um, at the rate that they uh, that they are, you feel me? We don't get hired at the same rate as they do. Mm-hmm. Uh, we peace. don't get paid at the same rate as they do. Um, we don't get the opportunity at the same rate. We don't get accepted into the same universities, or we don't get the same jobs that they do. Uh, we have to work ten times harder just to get, not even like somewhat the bare minimum, but just to even be like, oh, well. That's what you should be doing. Exactly. But if it's somebody else, oh my gosh, they're they're a genius. This is what this is where they belong. Exactly. Like I don't, so, I don't like, get that. It's from me. It's all nonsensical. Like uh, at the same time, Donald Trump was saying he felt like uh, he kept referring to us as blacks. He he said he'd love to be a black because. He feel like we're afforded all opportunity, but no. I don't think he could survive a day. He could not survive a day Man. with kinky hair and tan skin. <laughs> not even giving him the full blackness, just so you know, the mixed blackness. Because a lot of people who are mixed, they go through their own self-identity crisis, which right. is sad because they're not as accepted by either communities. Right. By the white community, they're like, but you have kinks in your hair and you're tan and your mom or dad is black. Right. That black goes community, for, not black enough. I think that goes for like every, not even just like white and black, like Afro-Latinas. Oh or yeah, like facts. Asian That's everywhere. People, like, you're not Asian uh, enough. I heard it's a slur to say you like, you like blacks and like Asian cultures. Like, oh, that's wow. a slur. Like, oh, you like blacks. Oh, like that's an insult. Mm-hmm. Wow. Which is insane because a lot of people say everybody is Afri- is from Africa. 
So And I'm a fan of Asian culture Facts. I, like, yeah, I love me crazy. some good anime and I love me Japanese cuisine because fire. Yes. <laughs> Shout out to my Japanese professor for passing me. I officially graduated. Passed you? <laughs> or did you work hard to get that? Uh, it is Give it yourself is. credit because <laughs> who's going to give me credit? Yo, listen. She gave me credit. <laughs> <laughs> she cared about you. She obviously saw potential in you, which a lot of people oh, don't want to see potential in us. And those who do, it's our own that have like reached a pinnacle where it's like I can finally try to do something and get back like it's sad that it's amazing um to see like the people that strive that really strive for greatness like Jay-Z becoming the first uh hip-hop billionaire which is crazy because I didn't know that I honestly didn't know that that he's the only one yeah yeah, that's insane I've been keeping up with that race since high school like whether it was gonna be him Dre or Diddy me and my sons will argue about that. No, I can't. Um, but I didn't see Diddy doing that. Diddy going, Diddy yeah, going but like, to happen in the next year or two. Prob- probably, but you see more determination in um, Jay-Z. Yeah, and Jay-Z's he less. Got, I mean. Yeah, he's like less seen. He's more in the offices and whatnot. Um, but the people like we should really applaud is like the Robert Smiths of the world who paid off all them kids' college tuitions at Morehouse. Um, he, he has a net worth of $4.3 billion. Uh, he started working at a, uh, a financial firm um, and then opened his own private equity firm and has been striving ever since. Um, and I, I heard, I don't know how true it is, but I've seen it on an article on LinkedIn that he's uh, offering uh, internship programs for all uh, graduates from there too. Uh, that's so, yeah, he's doing a lot. I feel like that's amazing. a goal for... I mean, I know that's always been a goal for me, but I don't know about other people. I've always yeah. wanted to work in, like, my dream field. And my dream career field, but then, like, still start putting away from my own type of firm or company or whatever I want to do right. while still there. And then once I've gotten what I needed, not necessarily using their resources, but just obviously stacking my money up and then just dipping because it's like okay thanks for the experience but this is how i want to do it and i'd rather work for myself working for other people it's cool experience but then you also learn how corrupt certain things are when you don't maintain a balance within your company i have a five-year plan to do something similar um you want to share i can't give all that information yet Try to steal all the goodies. Mm. <laughs> I'll tell you off, off Mike, but um, <laughs> yeah, uh, I was in the EOP program in my school. Um, and shout out to my old EOP counselor, um, Anthony Means, Mr. Means, good dude. Um, but he knows a lot of entrepreneurs that opened up uh, their own businesses in different pl- places in Harlem. Um, and he would speak to them and relay information back to me because I'm an entrepreneurship major. I was. Um, for those who don't know, EOP is Education Opportunity Program. program. Yes. Just for those who don't go to school by choice or by circumstance, yeah. that's what EOP means. So it's it's basically for uh, lower income students from like uh, impoverished neighborhoods and stuff to give them an opportunity, a fair shot at the same education that, you know, Anybody else? Anybody else gets, yeah, you know, that's not tan skin. Yeah. 
feel me? Um, <laughs> I'm crying. <laughs> so he will relay information back to me. So a little gym I'm gonna share from that is uh one of the ladies that own owns a chocolate factory in in Harlem. I want to say it's on the west side on like 145th St. Nick's, like somewhere around there. I don't want to lie. Um, There's a chocolate factory on. She she owns a chocolate factory. Where? In Harlem. What's the name? I don't. Uh, I I'll, I'll ask him. I'll email. Okay, because I'm like, nah. There's no way. I, I'm always in Harlem. I ask him, but um, yeah, she would be like, oh, the only like issue is, uh, this is something I really think we should like get more into because we had a conversation last time about um, like creating like black utopias. Oh like, yeah, facts. You know, you don't, um, you don't want to make it perfect. You don't want to have like that utopian idea because utopias never last. Yeah, but you also want to make sure that communities could yeah. do for themselves because Asian communities they are thriving because they employ each other and work with each other just right. like Jewish communities. So she was like, like one flaw in what she does is like she doesn't own the building. So like you know mm-hmm. dealing with the landlords and the rent and then trying to keep up and then I'm gentrifying it and trying to raise it. It's like becoming an issue so that's something she would look into and i feel like we should look into that more like more ownership that's something i'm definitely uh looking to do in the future um not just rent out a space and open my own even like land type area but like buying you could buy a building like a corner store building um open a, a deli and then rent out two apartments in that building and move in there you'll live in there rent free uh, you'll be making money off of your corner store and off of rent that uh, tenants are playing and shit. Um, and I see more black people. I've seen two more black people uh, open up their own delis. Um, but it's it's things like that. like And that's how you slowly begin to build and start up a black. Because if you open, if you buy a block, you can, you choose who gets to Basically. be your tenants there. You feel me? So if you want to keep on kicking people out, by all means, let Starbucks buy that spot. Or mm-hmm. whatnot. But you know, yeah, please, we we'd be in more control. And um, these Jewish people in Brooklyn, they own a majority of this shit, and they're not. They own even if they don't like each other, they buy from each other. So exactly. they only move that within their own set culture. Like she said, the Asian culture does the same thing. You feel me? So we need to look to do more things like that. You feel me? Not not buy fucking. Rolex, you feel me? Like, I, that's a trophy. I get it. If you, you want a Rolex, <laughs> get the ones that are like a thousand dollars, because that is a that is a thing. Or get a Rolex and don't ice it out. So you feel me? It can ice uh, it out. Oh shit! Appre- that's a, mm-hmm. Don't ice it out, so it can appreciate a value. Because if yes. you ice out your, your jewelry, it won't it won't appreciate. Diamonds they depreciate just yeah. like Birkins. Like a lot of people are like, oh, buying a bag that's over twenty grand is stupid. Nah, Birkin, Birkin bags, bags. If I get my hands on a Birkin, I'm telling you, I'm. They beat out gold. They appreciate in value faster times than gold does. Five, like it doesn't matter what Birkin you buy. That's why Drake they, collects them shits. I will collect them too. Watch when, when I hit my my little goal. That that's one of my little secrets. I am collecting Birkins. <laughs> Got to, cause that's so smart. Collecting Birkins are like. They're timepieces. Yes, they're bags. Okay. You yeah, gotta well, be on that list, though. That's the only way you can yes, buy Yes, their weightless is disgusting. Disgusting. But, no. Speaking of, like, utopia and creating your own environment for your own people, yeah. I was watching... Because I love watching, like, HGTV and stuff like that. 
Mm-hmm. I'm one of those. I'm one of those. Yes, I love redecorating stuff. It makes me happy. That's a form of my stress relieving type of activities. Mm. But I came across uh, Lenny Kravitz and his home. Not in America, but in Brazil. They have a great family. And it was Kravitz. not a home. It was a compound, mm. which is fucking insane. I'm like, what the fuck? Lenny Kravitz owns a compound in Brazil? <laughs> what? <laughs> this man owns acres of land and he makes his own everything his food is there his resources for anything that he wants is there so like like he naturally he's a farmer yes he's a fucking farmer Yo, and he legit wanna... gallops on a fucking horse and talks to people <laughs> i was just like Yo, this Yo, I man really want to farm i've been telling people that for a it's while. beautiful and like the person like the people that helped him as far as like painting inside of his home his own friends and family so like he basically employs his friends like oh you're a painter paint my crib like paint inside mm. he has like a like really nice artwork in it by his friends also he has like a guest house that he rents out to all of his friends that's dope it's insane shit. his cookers all from the they're natives they help everything like this man is that's a the genius that is that a is a big goal. A lot of like the wealthiest people, like I know Mark Zuckerberg, Oprah, Bill Gates, like a bunch of them own a lot of Hawaii, like a lot of land in Hawaii. Um, Jeff Bezos owns eight hundred acres of land in Texas. <laughs> I would not want to own land in Texas. It's too hot over <laughs> that there. That is crazy. I'm frying an egg out there. That's a I'm lot frying. of land. That is, that's, I thought one acre was a lot, and then I learned about people just owning 20 acres, and I'm just like, damn, what are you doing with all that land? Make a farm. Nah, yeah, farm would be fire. It's a lot of work, but like, (laughs) he's mad happy. I feel like I'm going to retire by like 40, 45, I want to farm. Like, I'm going to just be Where would your farm be? Wyoming. Wyoming? (laughs) Wyoming? Before Kanye went there, shout out to my son Jose. My son was like, he want to move to Wyoming. And we was talking about farms out there. And then Kanye want to fucking record out. He want to be us so bad. I'm dead. Wyoming? What is over there? We we over there. (laughs) Trap Ever Farms. We're going to be growing weed and wheat right next to each other. Weed and wheat. I was thinking he was going to grow actual shit that did not result in weed. But like whatever. Yo, trap ever straight. I can't. I would probably want to like own <laughs> land in my mom's hometown. Where's what's hometown? St. Thomas. Fire. Overseas yeah. land. Yeah, it's a different dope. type of beast. Where shout out to Kawhi. Kawhi just bought land in Toronto. Oh, that's so cute. No wonder Drake is going hard for him. <laughs> I have not been watching this series. Do not test me on anything. I just know I'm Drake is going hard you. and. That's, Yesterday's that, game was it. I. That was a good game. Mm. I want the sports analysis. Let's not. That's not what this <laughs> is about. Cause I'm. I'm gonna just sit here real quiet. Like. Mm. So how you feel about the uh the third quarter run that the Raptors? Asshole. I don't know anything that's happening. I don't know. I have not been watching much of like television. I've been watching like a lot of documentaries and binging shows. Honestly, cause like. TV, polluting. Uh, I don't. Somewhere. I just watch anime to be honest with you. I haven't watched anime in a minute. Wow. Slacking. I'm the yeah. 
a lot of stuff has been popping up. Like, I was watching She's Gotta Have It, binging that shit. I'm a I haven't tuned in yet. I, I, so far, people have been telling me they don't like this season as much. I was just about to say, I'm a little disappointed because I love season one. I love Spike Lee. Yeah, man. Literally anything Spike Lee makes, it's pretty amazing. True. And it also always has, like, a really good underlining meaning, which is important because he's all about employing his own people in Brooklyn. Same setup, yes, but it's always, like, a different dynamic. It doesn't matter what part in Brooklyn or Harlem he's in. He's right. just like, this is it. This is me. This is always going to be the same type of thing. He's having a, um, the end of this month, he's having a um, Do the Right Thing festival oh, that's so uh, block party. On the sh- or in Besta where they shot the movie at, because oh, they cool. renamed the street "Do the Right Thing Avenue" or something like that. That is, I'm popping out. Yeah, I have to. I think I it's, love that movie. I think it's like the thirtieth or something, if I'm not mistaken. Of this was, one. Yeah, he was on Jesus and Mero talking about it. Um, so dumb. Shout out to Spike Lee. He came out with a a new film that I was telling uh, Lester to watch. It's called See You Yesterday. Yeah. It's in a way, it's cute. Because it has, like, you know, his typical QT setup, and then it goes, it like, gave, nah. It gave me, uh, like, Disney Channel sci-fi vibes, like, the style of shooting. Facts, it, which was kind of dope, because I was like, this is a cool little transition yeah. for him, because a lot of it is, like... And I feel like it could get a message across for, like, younger generations, like, you could have kids watch it, and they'll be into the plot, because it's cool and scientific, they'll be filming. I want my sister watch it with me. Exactly. They'll be interested in, to that dynamic, and then it's going to get some points across that's going to help them realize, like, what goes on in the outside world, and, you know, how to move accordingly, and, like, how to react in certain situations. Shout out to Spike Lee. Thanks. It was a good film. It was basically... Well, they say police brutality. It, well, kind of, yes, yeah. because they didn't necessarily hit, like, attack. Well, no, that's a lot. <laughs> it's a lot because, like, the first instinct, like, our first, ver- like, our first experience watching the first scene, if any, if none of you have watched it, spoiler alert. Yeah. OD. Like, about the, to spoil the shit out of it. Oh, everything, because it's been, like, two weeks more than two weeks and this has been out and you if you haven't watched it oh well her brother dies because right. he's trying to pull out his phone right and literally nowadays because our phones are basically telling a story for us without us doing it mm. that was his form of like yo these cops are about to go crazy let me just catch it mm. and he just died like like that and all they it's such a true it. case of something you see every day uh one of the first time I got stopped by the cops, I was on my way to school and they pulled me over. It was when Stop and Frisk was still a thing. Um, and that whole thing. We dad went to um, our district officials office, Larry Seabrook at the time, and like had a whole conversation about Stop and Frisk. Cause I was working with a CTO a volunteer program, community service program. But they pulled me over and said I looked like uh, a suspect. I was very small at that time. Like I was like five feet, ninety eight pounds, soaking wet and shit. Probably like like, what fifteen? Yeah, and they pulled me over and go through my pockets, throw me against the wall and shit. Then there was another time I got a ticket for leaving the park after dusk, and he let the person I go, the person the the female I was with at the time, he let her go, and then he told me I would let you go, but every time I let someone like you go, you end up robbing somebody. Mm-hmm. I'm like, well, what type of shit is that? But 
in this case, it was a case of mistaken identity. It was two guys they were chasing that committed a robbery, um, and they stopped the wrong guys. Uh, and which happens a lot. Yeah, which happens a lot, as you can see. Um, especially in New York City, it's based in New York and Brooklyn. Uh, and they end up killing the guy because they felt they thought he was pulling a weapon out of his pocket when he was pulling his phone out, which is crazy. Um, and she basically tries to change the narrative each time, and then the more you taint the past, the future gets changed, and her best friend end up losing his life. Yeah. Not once, but almost twice and with the, the can't breathe. That almost had me. I was like, wow. And then uh, it, it also shed a light on how educated the black youth is and you know mm-hmm. how much we're striving um, for excellence because they were like the smartest kids in their school. They went to specialized high school. Um, it was those, uh, the boy and the girl and their friend that was a Latino. Yeah. Um, and they found out how to time travel. Like they figured it out and shit. Uh, and they were using it for good or at least trying to because they didn't like master it. But they tried to go back and change what happened because her brother got killed. And every time she went back, it just something else went wrong. Like, it's hard to, you know, mm-hmm. it's hard to make that happen. Um, and it kind of ended on a cliffhanger. Right. <laughs> and it was like, is she going to fix it? Is her friend going to die again? Or is her brother going to stay dead? Yeah. Or is she going to save everybody? It was really interesting. It kind of made you want to be like, is there a part two? But thank God there probably isn't. Because, yeah. like, some movies like that, when they end like that and there's a part two, you're like, eh, yeah. why do I have to see the second part? The first part was so amazing. And then if there's a part two, the same thing, like, we're going to be watching the same Basically. thing. Basically. You know, I'm like, all right, you're dragging it, Spike. Oh, dude. <laughs> you're But the thing about Spike, I have not seen him. If he hasn't done it already, a part two to anything. No. Which is amazing, because thank God there's no part two to anything, because he just leaves it like that. Like, that's the story, that's it, sticking to it. Where, and he was talking about, uh, I was watching a recent interview of his, and he was talking about how he, uh, even the things he touched on in his first film, Do the Right Thing, uh, are things that still go on today. Like, he was touching on gentrification. Facts. And that's the biggest issue in Brooklyn today, uh. Facts. Brooklyn's not even Brooklyn no more. I went to Bed-Stuy. I thought somebody was going to do some shit to me because, I, you know, that whole theory of Bed-Stuy do or die. Yeah. And I'm like, what the fuck? You're they, jogging? They you there's bikes? There's a dog park? They say you got to call it Bed-Stuy. Oh, my God. There's a new artisan coffee <laughs> shop over there. <laughs> there's so many coffee shops in Bed-Stuy. It's disgusting. Yo, man. Yeah, that shit weird. There were like two Starbucks as soon as I got at the train stop. I was like, wow, okay. There's not shit over here for me to be afraid of. It's different. That's why I love going to the Bronx. I love that tense air. Wow. Please do not let the <laughs> listeners believe that I live in a tense area because they'd be like, I ain't never going over there. I'm like, it's really nothing over here. Nah, just areas I got problems. I love going over there. Mm-mm. I need that sense of danger. You know, in case the world go to shit, it's not good to feel safe all the time. <laughs> we clearly know where his mindset is at. Okay. Yeah. Always trying to die. That's cool. I won't be trying to die, but like, if we had to, like some wild shit happen, mm-hmm. I'd be watching Joe Rogan podcast sometime. Don't know what that is. <laughs> Joe Rogan, he's the dude from Fear Factor. That, oh, oh my gosh! He, I used to hate that show. They used to yeah. really touch on too many things. <laughs> he has a great podcast, but he he be talking about white shit. It's just like what okay. is what is that? What's white shit? 
Like bear hunting and shit. <laughs> there are black people that bear hunt. I believe you, but you get what I'm saying. <laughs> oh, ew, oh, I saw so nasty. Sound like you smoke boogie. Oh, whoa, 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 whoa. I don't smoke cigs. I don't smoke no, weed. I, I don't do anything. That just sounded crazy. I know. I sound so nasty. I'm trying to get over this stupid ass cold that Have somebody gave me at work. Huh? Somebody gave me at work. Uh-huh. And that was like a week ago, though. A week and a half ago. I mean, I did warn you, and I told you I've been keeping my distance. I haven't coughed on you. Life is good. Facts. But we were connecting Spike Lee's movie because there has been like a lot of noise about this series. Because I thought it was a movie called When They See Us, and I had uh walked in on my mom watching it and I was just like oh what is this mm. and she's like it's a really good docuseries and I'm like what happened cause she grew up she was born in the 70s mm-hmm. like the early 70s so she grew up around this story so she was a teenager when this was happening mm-hmm. so as a teenager coming from the islands and then moving to New York finding stuff like this like hearing about it kind of scary because you're like where did i move to what mm. the fuck yeah. is this this country is insane and she was like yeah you i remember hearing the story and she was like it's insane because they were really portraying these boys as like rapists and animals and this like it was horrible and she was like mind you while all this is happening central park was going through like that really no central park was going through that really bad stage of like a lot of rape cases were going on. Um, yeah. Which killed me because I was, when I watched the documentary on my own, I'm like watching the Thunder, I forgot what her name is, the lady with the really bleached blonde hair that had gave you like that, uh, the, the, the Hillary Clinton vibes. What, uh, the... The main, she wasn't the prosecutor. The prosecutor had curly hair. Yeah. The, the officer or whatever she was. Uh, Linda? Something yeah, the lady that made that book yeah, that came out. Linda Ferris. Can I stand to? Yeah, I'll smack the shit out of her. I spent a half hour here. All disrespect involved. Don't care. No lie, if you haven't seen it, um, please see it. If nah, if you're not like, I so I seen people saying like talking about the movie. I was just gonna wait till the weekend to watch it till Shiloh hit me up about talking oh, yeah, about facts. it. You know, I'll be on it. Um, and I seen before I watched, I seen posts. Saying like yo, some of y'all not emotionally stable enough to watch this movie. Like, yeah, it's you really. Feel me? And I was like, yo, that's from like that's cat. We done seen some shit before. You nah. feel me? Like, no lie, it was dead ass right. If you're not emotionally ready to like sit there, cause like, These even if you even if you're not like super woke and shit, like you're aware of the community and you got little brothers and sisters or like. You just know what it feels like to walk outside every day as a minority, as a colored individual. The story is going to hit you. You feel me? Because, as she stated, these were kids. Like kid, like they like from, they were between 14, the age 13. of fourteen and sixteen. Only one was sixteen, so technically yeah. fourteen, fifteen, and then like yeah. the one that happened to be sixteen, which was really messed up because he wasn't even. He wasn't even like so they. None I, so, of them were. So but what like, happened? What, well, not what happened in the movie, but a bunch of kids went out as we all do at a young age, and they just like were running through 
uh, Central Park, uh, you know, enjoying themselves as young adults. Some of them will get into some mischievous activities, like which happens uh, with any group yeah, of kids. Popping, any group. Uh, they were like uh, fighting people and whatnot, but the cops came and rounded up as many of them as they possibly could. But now, at the same time, this was going on. There was a rape being committed. Uh, so all of the kids got rounded up. They took their names and whatnot. All the kids were scared. Uh, went home. Um, no. Well, they didn't go home. Some of them were held overnight and whatnot. Um, but then their parents found out, uh, and they were basically put on a list of kids that were, you know, that were involved that night. Um, and the lady found out about the rape. So she went to the, uh, Linda Fairstein found out about the rape. So she went back to the uh, precinct and was like asking like what, what was going on in Central Park that night. And she got the list of kids names. So she automatically connected to the dots, like the connected the dots, like, oh, so there were a bunch of black kids running around here acting like hooligans. Uh, she didn't even say black kids. kids. She kept describing them as animals. Yeah, she said these. She said these up. animals, and she was like, because one of them, they, one of them they, said they, they were wilding. So I guess this was their first time hearing the term wilding. So she was like, "Were you wilding yeah. last night?" And I was like, "Yo, sh- yo, shut up." That just man. sounded so. Unnatural she starts to like, say yeah, it. Yeah, asking people like, oh, is he with you? Did he do this? Uh, uh, like, you know, and these are kids. Like, you feel me? As a as an adult, you know, like, What's not to crazy? not to talk to cops. And you feel me? Like, what to say and what not to say in order, you know, to move accordingly. To wait for your lawyer. Because it's incriminating. And especially as an officer, you know you're not supposed to talk to anybody until they have exactly. an officer. Whether it's a... Not an officer until so they have a lawyer, whether it's a lawyer by the state by the city that's given to them or their actual lawyer. A public defender. So, um, your they were basically freed and then she said, No, those kids are the ones who committed the rape. So she had the list of all of the kids that were uh involved in that night. So they went and rounded everybody up. The fucked up part was what Shiloh was getting to earlier. Corey, the the 16-year-old, was with his friend Yusuf at the time. They came and got Yusuf. Uh, he told them that he was only 15, um, but he lied uh, on his... Uh, student ID yeah, his student to impress girls. To impress what girls like 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 That's what, what they that? did back in the day. Like, oh, yeah, I'm older. You feel me? That will not catch me. I'll be like, ew, you're dead. <laughs> Already. Anywho. But, yeah, so they took Yusuf, but you, Corey's supposed to watch Yusuf to make sure he's good and he gets home before his mom. So... The cop was like, oh, how old are you, Corey? And he was like, oh, I'm 16. He was like, oh, do you want to come down with us, too? And then he's like, uh, I, I should go to make sure that he's good um, because his mom would kill me. So as a good friend, he went down there. Mind you, he was not a suspect. Was he wasn't on, the, on list. the list. He was not suspected of anything. He just fell asleep at the prison yeah, so while he, waiting for Yusuf and Yusuf left, he, not knowing that he was still there. He went with them. Uh... And the way they interrogated these boys, and mind you, you cannot interrogate a a minor. So a kid under 16 cannot be interrogated without his parents' consent or his parents being there. Uh, or a legal guardian. Or a legal guardian. So this is this is an illegal interrogation. And when I say they playing this whole good cop, bad cop, aggressive role. 
it's confusing is, to kids. Yeah, it's fucking. It, it can be detrimental. They don't have the mental psyche to like be like, oh my god, yeah. why am I talking to cops? Where is my mom? Some yeah. of them were like, oh, I just want to go home because that's their uh, what what's what's the word I'm looking for? Like that's what. The, hmm, I can't even think of the word, but like when you're wanting something and. The only thing you know is that, so you're like the only safe place. Yeah. You're asking to go home instead of saying, "Where's my parents? The most, Where's my lawyer?" But before we get to Corey, the most fucked up part to me was Antron. Yo, Antron was got home. Away, actually, Antron his, was home. His homeboy added on him not knowing. Um, not nah, it's his father. I want to touch on. After the fact that his homeboy ratted on him by accident. Uh yeah well technically yeah, they well, wouldn't have known at yeah, all yeah so Antron Antron <laughs> Antron's man's was in the precinct and then he said he was just there with Antron and then they was like oh where does Antron if like, he gave he 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 gave them the general area where Antron and they just figured it out so they went to Antron's house um and picked him up and his dad was already furious at him but his dad goes to the precinct with him. This is why, as a black man, especially a black man with kids, you have to be educated about what to and what not to say to police. They took Antron into the interrogation room. Uh, and they're, they're not as aggressive with him. Um, because he... Because his, his father was in the room. His mother and father was in the room. Um, but they took them both outside. His mother, his mother left. Uh, and they took his father outside, and they're like, oh, you have a good job. And he's like, yeah. He's like, oh, did your job know you've been arrested before? And he's like, oh, that's behind me. Like, there's no need for them to know. And he's like, yeah, I'd hate for them to find out, so make sure your son says that he committed this rape. Which is illegal. You cannot insinuate somebody to make somebody plea that they're guilty exactly. for something they don't know which a lot of people don't know cops are not supposed to insinuate anything just like us they don't know what happened so they want to assess by proving it with evidence if there's no real evidence against anything you cannot prove that somebody's guilty just like when people watch the oj simpson oj simpson uh trial they're like oh but he did it if the glove don't fit you must but it's quit. just like yo you have to realize if the evidence against him is not proven that he did it which, in fact, later on we found out that his his son allegedly did it. it you were gonna, you were willing to put somebody in jail because they were a public figure, and they just so happened to marry a white woman, and she died with her lover. Right. What? So. Okay, where is the justice in that? I'm confused. That man went back into that room, and told his son. Say what they want you to say. His son is like, Dad, I don't want to lie. This is a 14-year-old kid telling his father, Dad, I'm not lying. I didn't do it. And he's like, just tell him what you want to hear. He gets aggressive with his son, throws a fucking chair across the room. But did you catch what he said while he, before he threw the chair? He was like, they're always going to be against us. Along yeah. that lines, don't quote me, but like basically he was saying they're always going to be against us. Yeah, he was like, they'll so do just, anything. They'll kill yes, us. Oh, they'll arrest us. They'll beat us. Kill us. They'll kill us. To get what they to want. To get what they want. But... Which is like a homage to slavery. Because yeah. basically anything to get to us. That's true. But to tell your son to fucking lie... I would have... Yo, it's, and... It's like, that shit got... That's the first... That's what really got me like in my bag watching that shit. I'm like, yo, did this man just tell his son to lie so he could fucking go home and keep his job? 
Right. What What are you keeping a job for? Like, you telling your son to say he witnessed a rape or raped somebody to keep your job? But you know what's crazy? Even though a lot of them, uh, when they all became guilty, wrongfully accused of being guilty for a crime the woman didn't even recollect, and it wasn't even the correct semen at the scene. There was no, there was nothing linking them there except for the fact that they were in the park that day. Annoying other people. There was not, like, there was no evidence. One of the kids didn't even know what part of the park that shit was supposed to be. So he was trying to lie and say that he was there, but he was pointing at the wrong side of the park. Like, Facts. he didn't even know. Raymond is yeah. the one who was like, oh, was that the south of the park? And, and the, then the, the fucked up part after, and they all up in the same room, and they're like, oh, you're Antron. Oh, like, you're who Yusef? are these people and accusing like, me? I don't know these people, but the cops like, know the names, so they're throwing names at kids, and kids are like, I don't even know who I was with. And then they're like, uh, I'm sorry, I lied on you. And all I'm like, I lied on you too. And it was like, they made us lie on each other. And it's like, yo, that shit wild, man. And then they made Corey, they tried, they made Corey, they, they had him in a separate it holding is, cell because he's 16. Yeah. Um, and they made him the glue to it all because all of the kids' stories contradicted each other. Like, because on the tapes. it was a big lie. Because they didn't know how to lie. These are little kids. You're Facts. asking to formulate a story. They're all stuttering. They they don't know the names. The people keep correcting them with the names to make sure they say the right name. Right, which is like and they like oh, and then all of them saying I didn't do it. He did it. Like I didn't do it. He penetrated her. And like and which was like, I forget the lady with the curly hair. I'm I'm like I'm mad at myself because I literally watched this again before I got to Brooklyn to talk to him about it, and I still forget everybody's name but the main characters. <laughs> But the lady with the curly hair, she was basically telling, you said Linda, yeah. that this doesn't make any sense. Like, she, like you could tell there was like an aha moment, like, why am I prosecuting yeah. these kids if there's nothing to prove anything? So I look like an idiot because I'm taking your word for Especially it. Especially when they were putting cases together because she's like, even the sock semen doesn't match. Like, she was what like, the fuck? what am I doing? And then the lady's going to say, that just means there's a sixth one. Like, yes, the sixth one that clearly got away, that, that actually did the crime that you're not looking for because it's not in your face. Obviously, the people that did that or whoever did that got away with it, right? which happens a lot in rape cases. Especially back in those times, like, y'all got to understand, like, this is before, like, security cameras were huge and everywhere and we had <laughs> phones and everybody was snitching, um... Fact. They <laughs> like, did not have cell phones to be like, bro, I was recording. Like, they didn't yeah. have alibis, which was confusing also because they didn't ask any of the boys what their alibi was. They were just trying to get them to say yeah. they were there. My alibi was, I was with my friends. The only people that they knew were the, was that couple with that lady because they legit bothered them while they were on a bike. Oh, yeah. And that lady was like, they were making monster noises. I'm like, yo, they was trolling, man. Shut up. She right. They you just... off the bike. <laughs> She was blowing my mind. <laughs> like, you. yeah, they were, like, growling at me. Like, animals. Like, fuck up. But the thing is, like... Mm, stop. Stop. <laughs> Ew. But the thing is, like, you really... You have to be a real monster to want to incriminate kids that obviously don't know what's going Yo, on. Yo, like... Because her aha moment was like, but, like, this doesn't make any sense. 
Like the world I ain't gonna lie, the little, the little, the littlest one. I don't even think his balls dropped yet, man. Talking about you raped a girl. He he ain't even know what a vagina was. Like, and that's what that dad was saying. <laughs> yeah. He was disappointed, and he was like, he ain't even talked to a girl just yet. He ain't even had that experience. And you wanted to say that he's been on top of a person before. I'm like, yo, this is sick, man. This is sick, man. That shit had me frustrated than a motherfucker. Man. So I'm yelling at the TV like, this is stupid. I'm like, why on earth would you as a female in general as a female run inside of a park after 12 o'clock does that make any sense and that's what the um the prosecutor was saying how could these boys do this and their kids and she's an adult it had to be like honestly if you're getting pinned down by all these kids and you're a runner and you cannot outrun them you're obviously being chased down by somebody that is bigger than you yeah. with ten to, not even like five times the speed of you. Right. So obviously the person that did it was a grown ass man. And he left semen at the, the scene. Like, bro, what the fuck? Like It's and then like because their argument in that case was it was Raymond was the one who hit her with blunt force because Raymond was big for his size. He mm-hmm. was like Oh yeah. yeah, he was like, oh, he was like, oh, I'm only fifteen, and I'm like, <laughs> yeah, that nigga was like six five. <laughs> Some you gotta cook me a bowl. Stop. Surprisingly, <laughs> a lot of kids during their like growth stage, they get really big out of nowhere, and that's like their prime from like fourteen to seventeen. That's when you get your biggest kind of. I yeah, guess. I went from five feet to five seven in a year. That is insane. Yeah. I, I did not grow. I stayed <laughs> the same height forever since middle school. Okay. I'm six feet now. For anybody that's thinking, I'm not five seven anymore. Fuck out of here. I smack you. Um, that's rude. Okay. Nah. I'm not gonna try to slap you, but like honestly, just let me to put my shit. Crying, <laughs> but like honestly, it's just like even when that cop was like persecuting, not persecuting. He was like antagonizing um, Raymond, and he was like, "Oh, you're pretty big for your age." Yeah. And when you it's like you have to play a role. It has to be like a real mind game to try to get somebody to think that they've done something right. that they haven't done. And it's just like, yo, real, there are real monsters out there like that that are put in a job to protect us, right. but they're not trying to protect us. So it's just like, why would you go into a field thinking that you want to protect people? Who exactly do you want to protect? They're the biggest gang in America, man. They really not are. Saying it's all not enough. all of them, honestly, because I do know some people that are like legit good cops or like a lot of friends of mine that want to go into this field. They have like that beautiful mindset of, oh, we could be that change. And in my head, I'm like, there could be so many of y'all that want to be the change, but how many of you actually stay the same? Right. I know, I, I mean, obviously, friends that I know that are in it, I'm like, it would be, it's amazing to see that you really want to do this. But then it's also like, you also have to realize they are pinning against you at this moment. Like, you're oh, a target. What's, what's worse than that is the fucking COs, man. The corrections officers oh, in yeah, the jails. Yo, they did Corey so filthy. So Corey was 16. He was only 16-year-old. Um, so, yeah, they went through the trial. They all got found guilty of... Which some of the emotional charges. Emotional scene. Um, yeah. Very emotional. Um, some of the charges, not all of them. They all did in between six and twelve years. Uh, so Corey, um, he went straight to Rikers because he was charged as an adult, 
And the first thing the CEO tells him, like, oh, if there's anything you can do for me, don't hesitate. And he's Corey's a fucking like and he has a speech impediment and he uh he didn't go to school much because he, like, he had struggles at home read. and whatnot so he didn't know how to read it, he couldn't speak very well and they got on him first day um they fucked him up man they fucked him up the the CEO locked him in the room um and had two people just wail on him uh and then the CEO asked him again there was nothing he could do for him um and the uh, they told him, next time, don't go to the infirmary. That's where snitches go. Just ask for the solitary. And then they told him how to get a transfer. He got a transfer. Uh, he was doing well with the CO there. The CO um, looked out for him, got him that whole chia pet shit. Mm-hmm. Then the, the most ironic part is he had a physical interaction with this guy the day before uh, one of his parole hearings. He got into a physical interaction with this guy who was watching TV. It's, it's like things come full circle. So he, he fights this guy. Uh, parole wants you to admit to your wrongdoings, which they, none of them would do, which I found amazing throughout the whole thing. Dude, like while in jail, going through all hell of hells, none of them would say we did it because they don't they didn't do it. And they still hold that true to this day. So then he asks for another transfer after a while. And then this, this uh, other CEO has him uh beat up in there too and he's stabbed up in there actually and the doctor said yo if he walks again it'll be a miracle but he was lucky to recover from it he stayed in solitary ever since um and then was just you know exercising and then the same dude got an altercation and with a run with an attica transferred to the auburn facility that he was in uh and that dude was like oh you're still here like that's crazy. And he was like, yo, what are you talking about? Like, leave me alone. And then he was like, oh, like, you keeping your hope and your faith. And he's like, yo, you trying to convert me? Like, you moving like a weirdo. <laughs> it turns out that that was the guy who actually committed the rape. The initial rape they were locked up for. Because he committed two rapes uh, after that. Uh that the people didn't get killed in and he committed three three other rapes where he killed the people and then he he was arrested for life in those cases um and he also committed the rape that they were locked up for but he never admitted to it because he was never questioned on it but it followed the same pattern of all of the rapes he committed prior so he finally admitted that it was him after seeing the same guy he fought in um in attica in the auburn prison it was like we crossed paths again and I can't believe you're still sticking to the fact that you didn't do it and you're holding yourself down and hit. he had to change your heart and admit it like it was me I was the one he even like in depth detailed the rape how it went down he uh pieced things together that the police couldn't figure it out he knew details that weren't open to the public so it was pretty clear that he did it um and everybody was finally released uh in what 2003 i want to say it's not i think 2003 because uh for that well he came out much later though didn't no, he no they were out already yeah uh he got out in 2003 i think that's Cause everybody, everybody yeah because when i was looking at it i was looking at how everybody's story when they got older and i saw a tlc cd and i was like damn they got out that late like yeah. tlc on cd damn uh raymond got out but raymond went back for 
dealing and whatnot. Yeah, he was wilding. Like, you could just tell, like, in a way, not just tell that he was going to be on a destructive path, but you could tell, like, at the little clues that he was going to start messing up because there was so much against him, like, as far as finding a job, his girl, his stepmother. You have to register as a sex offender when you get arrested for a crime like that. And depending on your, I forgot what number you are, like, if you're a registered three sex offender, you have to physically go to your neighbors and say, hi, I'm a registered sex offender. Please, keep your children away from me because I will, I'm a pedophile, basically. Exactly. Which is kind of weird. You can't come in contact with, uh, children that aren't of relation yeah um, you can't uh you can't work with any other felons you can't come in contact with any when felons I, that, I was like i didn't even know that when um he was telling him he said yeah that guy right there you can't work with him because he was no he's a convicted felon and the other guy did an offense or something like that yeah. so it's conflicting to have two under the same roof exactly which is insane yeah so um he got out 2003 um and then the like the worst part about it is the prosecutor took uh linda fairstein out to lunch to like tell her like yo like you got it wrong that you fucked up big time like you feel me like you out here thriving like your career's taking off she's published four books since and and she has like this weird sinister smile yeah she's like oh no i wasn't wrong there were just six uh, felons. Yeah, six to go. people uh, involved. Like we said, like yeah, we told you that there was a sixth uh, rapist, and it's like, are you serious? There wasn't a sixth rapist. There was only one rapist, and you accused six kids, not even in the same vicinity, and you took away their lives. That's what really, I think that's what probably fucks up everybody, that you took their youth, and their way of like having hope not all of their hope because they still believe yo i'm still innocent but it's still like a piece of them dies while they're in jail exactly. piece of anybody dies while they're in jail because when you're incarcerated they treat you like shit because you basically have no more rights like your rights are gone right you are not a human you are property of the state exactly and that is insane to realize that you are not your own person you are the state's property a lot of them, uh, a lot of their relationships were strained. Uh, I know Antron, uh, he came out, his dad was sick. Um, and he said he was never able to, he said in an interview, he was never able to forgive his father uh, for that. So their relationship ended uh, and they couldn't mend it the correct way, mm-hmm. which sucks. That All because they tried to enjoy a night out as teenagers do in New York City. Facts, because teens in New York, we be out here acting a fool. Because, I mean, it's New York. It's, exactly. a, it's a concrete jungle. Why don't I act crazy? Because everybody does it. Like It's exactly. fun. It's an experience. You don't get it anywhere else. Like, yeah. Going to California, getting wild, they don't really do that. They kind of house hop. They do, like, chill shit. New yeah. York, you have the opportunity to just run free and then still make it home at, like, 4 o'clock in the morning. Facts. Maybe. I used to wild out. Wild out. Ew. Don't use that word. Yo, that's what got me tight when they were using it. I'm like, chill. I, I love wild, that like, word. Every day. <laughs> Honestly, it's just like, yo, just having fun as a kid. Like, that's what we do. Even if you're like a, a like a young adult, that's what we do. We have fun. It's New York. What do you want to do here? Central Park is like a beacon to just be in and just chill. Because exactly. it's a calm park. But we also know, as it gets later... Do not stay in Central Park. Why? Because it's not a spot you want to be at. There are rapists out there, obviously. There are people who 
uh, what is it? They mug you, shit like that. Yeah. A lot of stuff goes down in Central Park. A raccoon might smoke you out there. That's a fact. A squirrel might bite you. Like, <laughs> honestly, a homeless man might be pissing and you witness it and he tells you, mind your business. Like, it really, honestly, like, everything goes down in Central Park. You don't want to be there after the sun is gone. Like, it's just not a vibe. Unless it's like, uh, the edge of the park and there's an exit right there and it's like a fake concert or a cute little walk and everybody's done and it's like okay the that's oh yeah I have been to safe Central Park safes in the summer and you're close to the edge <laughs> and you're dipping at one time honestly and that kind of got me mad too because that entrance uh, I used to I'm, live on one seventeenth I used to walk there all the time like, I used to damn. work on one tenth in Cathedral so getting off at that style I, that's like Obviously, I know the area. And in right. the movie, I was just like, wow. Like, I literally used to run there on lunch all the time. Just sit and chill and then dip. But it's just like... Nah, that movie, that shit had... That shit question. Like, that shit makes you question, like... Videographer on point. Man. The way they captured everything, like... The emotion. Shout out to the dude who played Corey, man. He did a great yo, job. Yo. He did a great job, man. He did. All of the actors did a great job, but... That shit, that shit, it made me feel it. I honestly want to give a shout out to Linda's character because I legit detested her throughout the movie, which is really good because I usually don't, it's not easy for me to hate you as a character, but I really, really hated her. Like, I was like, this bitch can die, I don't care. The cop too. Yeah, no, all the cops. That cop that knocked that kid over the head. Yeah. I was like, that's beast. But I'm like, that happens. Like, people, that's what they do. You see how the black cop was in the room and he was tight? Because yeah. he was like, he was like, nah, not this one. He wasn't in. Uh, his mom just left. That's why he, he's still here. He was like, oh, his mom just left? But you know what's sad? Yeah. I felt like that guy was like, yo, this is not right. But because whatever position he's in, yeah. he doesn't have authority to tell them it's probably chill. just a patrol officer. Yeah. Shit. Like, he on a night shift and he just happened to be here at the wrong time. And that's literally what happened. All of them were there at the wrong time, and they just was trying to be kids. That shit was sick, man. And it makes you scared, because I'm like, yo, what if I have kids? I honestly don't want to be in New York, but it doesn't matter where you go. Even if it's in New York, or if you live in the South, or you live in Cali, they still going to always, you're always going to feel like they're the target, or not just your back, but your kids' backs. And it's just like, yo, what the fuck do I do? It doesn't matter where you go. You can go to anywhere anywhere in the world. You're always going to feel like there's a target on your back. Definitely. Um, and it's like, Procter and Gamble, random, sorry. Procter <laughs> and Gamble have a great commercial. It's called The Talk. And it's just showing how uh, African-American parents have to give their children a talk Bats. about like police and like if they're getting pulled over by the cops and what to expect. And um, It's just throughout the commercial showing like how different kids in the school are like treating them just for having different skin tones and shit it's a great commercial where is um, this is how you know i don't watch tv i, I didn't don't, see it on tv oh, I'm about uh, to say, like what my u.s history class at fit was a great course because we just spoke about like real life shit all day and shit and um he uh my professor uh made us watch it and uh and watching it i'm like wow, like, this shit touched me. Like, like I felt it. Because, like, I mean... It's a real... That's what you're probably going to do to like, your kids. Yeah, it's, like, fucked up. And it was, like, we have to change things so there doesn't have to be a talk. You feel me? Just, like, telling your daughter, 
there's a chance that you have to protect yourself because you could possibly get raped. Exactly. It's just like, why do I have to tell my 14-year-old daughter? Because her breasts are coming in and she has a and slight... It's, it's so sick that the movies made about the Central Park Five and what's going on is so toxic that the least of all worries is of a female has been brutally attacked and raped. Like, that's the least of your worries while right. watching the movie. Like, that's how sick this world is. That's the elephant in the room. <laughs> They're not worried about... I mean, they fake... Linda tries to, like, use that as the strong point. Like, oh, it's, like, There's over 3,000 cases. Rape. And yeah, that's yeah. what hit me. I'm like... So you mean to tell me there's been 3,000 cases of attempted rape and actual rape and that it finally struck you? Hmm, Central Park, a whole bunch of crazy kids already assaulting people, yes, which is kind of a felony. And then all of a sudden, oh, but then somebody gets raped and brutally hurt a few feet up. So why don't I just pin it on people? Yeah, she was on some we need justice we need to make a statement it wasn't just it wasn't about justice it was we need to to show the world because these rape cases are getting out of hand now so we have to show people that we're on it and we there's been a brutal attack and we need faces attached to this to show that we're getting you guys now yeah because there's been so many new york's finest isn't always especially what what have they labeled us a whole lot of monsters animals Animals. us what 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 hillary clinton called us super predators they uh back in the day like come on like this is what they would this is how oh yeah she said that when bill clinton passed that law about that what is it the three structure out and he literally had everybody named mother on like tiny like offenses when it came like oh I have a dime bag on me go to jail yeah, for a year yeah, what yeah, the that's f- how they were getting us he basically took Ronald Reagan's uh war on drugs and then uh added to it by creating a three strike bill um which is why a lot of people who are aware of like politics and shit like why do y'all support the Clinton so much like people like black people love Bill Clinton but don't know how detrimental he was to right I was like why do y'all love Bill because I really Even don't when, give a shit when about people him. were like Hillary, Hillary, I'm like, ah. She's not a better option, but, like, honestly, when it comes to her and Trump, I am not sure who am I picking. Independent. (laughs) Yeah, shout out to Bernie Sanders. Oh, poor Bernie. That's who I was going for during that time. Um, That's when I first started looking into politics and, like, shit like that. And I'm like, wow, this Bernie Sanders dude, like, I watched a sit-down with him and Killer Mike. They sat down in the barbershop, had a great talk about what uh, being a social socialist Democrat is, mm-hmm. and his views on things, you know. People bullshit through these things, so you can only believe half of what you hear and yeah. shit. But I liked what he was saying. I'm like, nah, he sounds like a great... And then he lost the Democratic... Uh, yeah, but I'm like, I'm like what, what the fuck? And Hillary got it? I'm like, who the... Like, all right, this is how you know politics is bullshit. But yeah, like, everything's um, rigged. And then Donald Trump is out here calling for these kids to get death penalty. Death penalty when it's not even a crime that they've committed. Two weeks after the the announcements were made that uh, those five were um, going to be put in trial uh, due to the the case. He was trying to put kids on a death penalty. He was like, "Oh, they should be killed. They should be given a death. We need to bring the death penalty back." For these five kids. Which is insane because the death penalty is for people who are legitimately insane. Like, insane. Like, cannibals. Like, leg- I, the only time I've seen anybody get the death penalty, based on, like, documentaries, was a guy in Russia that legit skinned people, ate them, and saved their, harvested their skins. You know what's fucked up? 
they trying to give Y&W Melly the death penalty. For killing people? But they might not give Dylan Roof the death penalty. So Y&W Melly's the rapper. Yeah, that killed on my mind. Allegedly, he killed his two two of his closest friends. But he has like he has um, he suffers from schizophrenia. Yeah, and so he has a legitimate mental disorder. But they're trying to give Dylan Roof life in prison. Y'all see the silence? Y'all feel the confusion? Shit, and then they're crazy. like, "Oh, remember that uh, one of the lawyers that didn't last." was like, oh, why are we trying to make this a race thing? And everybody was Yo, just like, he was blown. you need to go. Offer it. You need to go. Cause, like, like, you don't yeah, need... Let's not make this a race thing. Bro. It is a race thing. They purposely want to do this to... Like, yo, I, you they know, don't even care if you're a kid. Like, I don't at this hate point, all white people. I got some white friends. That, you know, you sound like every cool. white person that has like one black friend that's like, I have one black friend. No, I have a, a few. You yeah. I me? Mean? I live with a white, white person that's not here right now. <laughs> But, like, it's hard to get certain shit across to y'all. Like, for, just for y'all to understand, like, I compassion and empathy is I something. honestly have given up with that. Like, I don't <laughs> like, want to make you feel what I felt for, like, legit 23 years. Like, you think that... I can do the same like, shit you could do? Yeah, like, Hell oh, no. you just gotta do it. Like, it's not that I'm easy, not getting man. the slap on the wrist. I'm gonna get possibly killed in the process while you barely get touched and just get handcuffed maybe probably not i have no idea like fuck yeah man i just told the cop to suck it and walked away let like, me what? say that i'm gonna get <laughs> would you say girl slapped they don't care if i'm I a female when i was watching it was like yo what's the first thing you would do if you was white niggas i tell the cop to suck my dick <laughs> that shit had me crying i can't it's, it's too much a lot is like it's crazy because the fact that they released it during this time where a lot of people are like, yo. Another thing I wanted to touch on. Fuck, fuck, fuck Candace Owens. Like, like fuck Candace Owens. If y'all not familiar with who Candace Owens is, it's the fucking genius Republican Trump supporter that Kanye follows who put him onto the whole following Donald Trump campaign. Mm-hmm. And she pushes the Trump narrative. So she's like, oh... You guys shouldn't watch when they see us. You can't. You guys don't realize the timing of it. Like they're just releasing this so they can sway opinions and views. So because the uh, upcoming election Sweetie. is about to be here, First and all, they want you to hate Donald Trump. We like, already hate Donald Trump. <laughs> Even some of the people that voted for him kind of fucking hate him because they're not getting the benefits that he promised them. Yo, Donald Trump is a marketing genius. This man pr- made lower class white America believe that he was going to get them jobs. And did not do it. <laughs> build a fucking wall. And Which has not happened. He, he, he really had them believe it. And some of them really still believe it. Like Because he goes, every speech he gives, he's like, the economy's doing great. And there's more jobs. And this is the lowest it's not. black unemployment we've ever seen. But look at the fucking jobs that we're getting. Um, there's some shit called underemployment. Look at the rate of what we're getting paid compared to white confidants. And the positions we're getting. Um, like I could go in depth about that. But he, he, he just made these motherfuckers believe. Like. Like crazy, man. This shit is all marked. And the crazy thing is, none of us have been like nobody's ever been blinded by the by Trump. We've always known he's been an asshole. Everything. We love watching him on his his stupid show, 
the celebrity apprentice thing. yes apprentice because it's like oh my gosh she's some regular celebrity being a dickhead to people that's what he does mm. oh wow you could always brush people under their like the rug when they're celebrities because it's like oh you're a celebrity you're not gonna do much but then when celebrities decide i have a i'm a public figure why don't i do something and influence more <laughs> and run for office no that's different when you're influencing your celebrity onto politics is conflicting yeah. like when um oh man arnold schwarzenegger decided to be governor of california people were fucking pissed because they're like he's arnold schwarzenegger this man made a whole bunch of movies about being a, a police. yeah like he's a fucking like he's the terminator why do i want him in the government you seen homie drop kick him no <laughs> homie stop tried to make me laugh homie tried to drop kick him but Arnold Schwarzenegger didn't move. And it's crazy because Arnold Schwarzenegger is like 70, but he's still built. Like, homie ran down a flying head start and he, he took the worst of the impact. That shit was crazy. <laughs> <laughs> but it's just like stuff like that. You realize they're celebrities. Remember when somebody threw a shoe at George Bush? <laughs> Yo, niggas be wild. They be fed up. <laughs> be fed up. He's be tired of the bullshit. <laughs> oh my god. Yo, and 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 <laughs> oh she got him, she's laughing. Oh my god. <laughs> you walk into somebody's room, she wild. Don't make me cold and laugh. Oh my god, that's my roommate. Oh yikes, sorry, her or him. <laughs> but it's just like, yo, uh, they're celebrities. Let these motherfuckers just be celebrities. Like, no offense. I hate when people say play your role. Yeah. But you are a public <laughs> figure. Continue to influence us based on what you bring to the table and not politically what you bring to the table. So you're not going to go for... Uh, Kanye 2020? Hell no, fucking no. Nah, you're not going to go for The Rock if he goes 2020? No, because honestly, my thing is... Oprah? No. Hell no. <laughs> hell no. Love Oprah. You get free health care. You get free health <laughs> You get free health Hell no. Honestly, my thing is... Y'all are good at trying to make a difference in communities throughout the world. Because you realize how corrupt where you live mm -hmm. is. When y'all start to think that y'all could do that here with no real training, mm -hmm. you start to fuck up the economy. <laughs> no, honestly, think about it. Like, people are like, oh, Obama fucked up the, the economy. My thing is, you can't do... He got the economy, but that's... First of all, that's incorrect. You can't do what you want to do within four years. Like that's that, not enough. Or it's about years. putting things in place to set up the long game. Like on the back end of Obama's career, the uh, unemployment rate decreased astronomically and was already trending towards what it is now in Donald Trump's office run, which he's taken all the credit for. Facts. But Obama got was given the country in the midst of the recession and he was handed the the, the recession he was handed the wheels uh, or the steering wheel of the country from george bush who, who fucked up who our ran his country energy. into the ground almost like yes um, we know we owe china a shit ton of money who doesn't own yeah who does not china. own fucking they keep talking about we like, i mean technically <laughs> they taking America. our money <laughs> and the money, whatever. Basically, that's why we. I mean, honestly, 
That's where some of our money goes. We ain't paying them niggas back. Listen, nobody's paying <laughs> China trillions you of dollars. You think that's back. where our tax money go? No, no our tax money go in them government official pockets. Exactly, but my thing and is, uh, that's how the, the the cops get paid to shoot us. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> but talking about new roads and new schools, I ain't seen a new school yet. I seen Oprah make a couple <laughs> new schools in Africa. I seen LeBron James open a new school of his own accord. You I know seen I mean? Metro decide that he was gonna give a whole bunch of kids in Atlanta a, a free scholarships based on his like influence. Like, see yeah. stuff like that. That's why y'all are here. You see, we were having this argument in my um social entre- um enterprise class because it's about um. The class is about how to create a business and then create a venture that's going to help the community on and also make you money. So this old Asian guy used to go on long rants uh, Me. in class. <laughs> um, no, it was horrible. It was horrible because his not his accent was kind of thick, but it he would he would jump around a lot. So it was, you, you would just lose him. Like you just oh. like, alright, whatever. He means um, well. Yeah, but he was arguing whether um, the rich should be taxed more, or like, is it fair that the rich get all of these tax write-offs for for donating money and shit to these different organizations? Therefore, they pay less taxes. And I'm like, if I'm wealthy, if I if I make a hundred million dollars, they first of all they tax at fifty percent at that rate. So if you got a con, if you contractually make a hundred million dollars, you get taxed fifty million dollars of that money. So you only get fifty million. But if you donate to a whole lot of organizations, if I you could get tax write offs. Mm-hmm. So if you make a hundred million and you do a lot of donating, you donate thirty million, you're only getting taxed thirty five million instead of fifty million off of the seventy million that you made. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, I would much rather know where my money is going and right. donate to the right causes that I actually want to fund then and get taxed less. They get taxed more and just, that money goes straight to the military. Yeah, to like, do what? first of all, fuck yeah. Y'all don't even tell me what a military grade weapons we have. Like, <laughs> you feel me? Fuck. Like, fuck and y'all keep our shit. troops in areas where they shouldn't even <laughs> still be stuck at. Like, they have lives Like, too. I would much rather... Shout out to all my military personnel, anybody in the army, the navy. I have some friends that are vets. Shout out to y'all. Yo, shout out, yeah, well, shout out to y'all, man. I'm, I'm a boys in the hood fan. I'm I'm awful with um this dude pop said like I don't believe black people should really be joining those organizations and fighting for. But this my country. friends that are like are vets and that are probably still in it, they are people of color. A lot of them are a lot of our Latino friends are in the military and army. So like honestly shout out to y'all because at the end of the day, y'all all get the same training. It's just when time when push comes to shove and y'all anybody is active, everybody is active. So nah, yeah, I, I, it's just like y'all do a lot. Like and a lot of y'all options were I'ma just go here because I feel like this, I need to shape up or something. I just feel like this, like America's not for us. Like even the way they treat retired veterans. Yeah, with so much disrespect. Fucking sucks. Like so, especially if you're someone of color or, you know, yeah, someone of color, a minority, and you go out and you really, I see it in the people who are headstrong enough to like uh, continuously grind and work their way up. Like, you really become committed to to it. You feel me? Mm-hmm. And then if 
things go left for you when you uh, uh, you get deployed, you come back, uh, uh, you you finish enlisting, you finish your role, and you're done with that. Um, if you didn't take full advantage of all the benefits, you know, get married at a young age so you can receive yeah. more benefits and shit like that. They shove things to make you do yeah, things you at a young age. really don't get shit afterwards. Like, but a 10% discount at places for showing your fucking veteran card. Like, I mean, some of them do. It depends on also where you were deployed at, like what you were doing. Like, I have a friend that uh, he was in Tokyo and other places, in Hawaii and places like that. Like, he still gets his benefits, which is cool. And the ironic thing about that is that at the place I will never name, I had a, a, a peer mm-hmm. that I can't name okay. that was of Caucasian descent mm-hmm. was saying, oh, such and such is never here. They're always vacationing. Well, that's also because they get benefits which is kind of fucked up because he's a vet. That's literally what they said. What? And I was just like, you mean to tell me somebody that is a vet does not deserve benefits because they basically put their ass on the line <laughs> to, to pro- basically protect your ass that is over here doing absolutely nothing? And people are ignorant. And you mean to tell me that's fine? And I just looked, I looked at them and I was like, that ass. I said they deserve that right to vacation whenever the fuck they feel like it because who doesn't want a vacation from hell? <laughs> Honestly, anybody who's been in the army or navy, they know like I think yeah, like Marines, I think the Marines is like the worst yeah. place to be, but a lot of people who go to jail or are incarcerated, they go there because that's their only other option and that builds a credit like for them to come back into the real world, which they don't realize when they come back. After going to the Marines, they have nothing. They don't care about them. Yeah. So it's just like, yo, you telling somebody that, oh, like, it's fucked up that they get to go on vacations and shit like that while I'm suffering over here. Suffering. You don't realize what they did over there. Like, you don't know what they would do over there. That's first world problem. Right <laughs> and you know what's funny? I say that a lot. I always <laughs> say stuff like, oh, my gosh, I wish I had more pens or, oh, my shoelace is untied. I wish somebody would tie it for me. I'd be like, oh, first world problems. <laughs> and it's funny because it's like, at least I acknowledge that I'm being self-centered at that moment to say like, yo, this is a first world problem. Like only people in America say stupid shit like this. And I'm American. So I'm saying stupid shit like, oh, I wish somebody would tie my shoes or somebody else would do my laundry for me because I don't feel like doing it today. Because other people they don't have that option. They don't even like a laundry mat in my building. That is unheard no, of. No, are you in your building? Of course. You're living your best life. It's unheard of. Oh, my AC broke. I have to use a fan. A fan? She got an AC too. Ooh, stop, we live stop. in different lives. No, but I'm different just, lives. Chill. Oh I'm just saying, God. like, that's a first world problem. Y'all see the tax difference? Chill. I'm broke <laughs> mentally. I'm just kidding. She Never broke. Different. She you have to manifest tax, good energy. Right. Like, it's just, it all comes down to. I'm sweating right now as we speak. I'm not sweating. It's. <laughs> Yeah. That's because she she breathing well for you. Mm, I was breathing sick air for like a week, but I'm getting better. Sick well for you. I'm crying. Honestly, <laughs> it really comes down to like realizing that it's sad, but it's a reality for anybody who's in a, a minority that you have to just pay attention and be aware and equipped on everything. Not everything, but like on things that can incriminate you without you even like having knowledge to it. Like somebody oh a perfect example i bought 
something from some black owned business, alleged black owned business. Okay. Yes, I'm saying alleged because there is no way my own people would do this to me, but we just gonna <laughs> put that out there. And I happen, you know, it's sad. I happen to have a lawyer that is not black. <laughs> because honestly, it's just like, well, most, most of the time when you have a public defender, they're not black. Right. So my lawyer is not black. But I learned that this lady said that she has a product. And you know, as a consumer, you're trusting the pers- the merchant that, oh, they have a product, they're going to give it to you. They take your money first, obviously, because that's an exchange of goods. And they either send it to you or you buy it up hand. My situation was I bought something and I noticed that within the time span, she wasn't going to deliver my goods. And what she doesn't know is that I do my research on every and anything. And I looked up, in the state of California, is it legal to withhold someone's goods after they've made a payment? It is extremely legal. Illegal. Like, it's extremely illegal to promote a good under false pretenses. Her false pretense was, I have a good that's handmade and it's pre-made, so you get it within two to four weeks which is insane if it's already made why am i waiting two to four weeks for this shit you live in california not guam just saying and i emailed the company like oh hey i'm going on vacation when do i get it obviously i'm saying i'm going on vacation because who doesn't want their shit in time they emailed me back not a few days later not a couple hours a week later like oh when is your vacation and so i respond saying um I did some research and learned that it's actually illegal in the in the state of California to withhold my product after I've paid for it. Right. It's not like I put on some put my product on layaway, some payment plan. No, I paid everything up front. And now that I've made a statement saying what what makes you think that I'm not equipped? I basically sent an email, what makes you think I'm not equipped enough to know that what you're doing is wrong? Right. I've read under the Better Bureau of Businesses that there are not one, but multiple accounts that you have withheld people's products. That's actually illegal. I'm saying this out of the good graces because you're a Black-owned business and I love supporting Black-owned businesses. Mm. Why would you withhold something from somebody that obviously wants to support your business because don't you want supporters? You have over like 86,000 people following your Instagram. You're misleading 86,000 potential clients. Right. You're taking change from 86,000 people. A dollar from 86,000 customers, you're basically a thousander. Right. Like, you have enough money. But when you start doing shit like that and thinking that people aren't going to catch on, and I basically said, I will take legal action if you do not return, one, my money, or two, deliver my product. Because that's illegal. Like, you cannot just take people's money and think that we're all going to be unwilling, like, not knowing about anything. Like, just because you think that you could do something, just because you have a platform doesn't mean you could do it. Right. Same thing with Trump. Just because you have a platform does not mean you could fucking fuck up somebody's life because <laughs> you have thousands and millions of dollars or billions of dollars, as how, he would say. How long ago was this situation? Yesterday? It's very recent. Like, I literally just emailed them. Last week, like, yo, I would deadass take legal action if y'all don't get this shit together. I would pull up to California with no problem and sue the shit out of all of that entire company. What, did, they, did they respond? Of course not. 
And I'm like, that's fine. Talking to my lawyer, y'all giving me my stuff, and I'm suing y'all with interest. Like, that's how you do it. Like, you cannot, I feel like people, like, if stuff, something happens to you and it's shady, do your research. Research is very important. Educate yourself. Don't trust anything. On any topic you're getting involved in. Anything. Like, I'm not equipped on consumer goods, but now I know. If you were withholding my shit and I've already paid for it, you better deliver it or deliver my money. That's why the older generation feels like we're spoiled, but I feel like we don't take advantage of it enough because we're too stuck on like social media, keeping up with images and shit. Mm-hmm. You can educate yourself on almost anything. Like, Son. My friend put me on with this app called Skillshare. Really, like you could legit opt out of going to school and go straight to that. And you basically know information from people that went to school, Harvard, all that. Those type of degrees just at your foot. For a monthly fee, which is kind of dope because people who feel like, oh, school isn't for me, that's the easy way to learn. You're always on your phone. Why don't you look I had that a app? whole rant about that. Because I, lo- I, I understand that statement wholeheartedly. Like, I love it. I love and hate it at the same time because I know some people who've done great things without going to school. Mm-hmm. But it's people who say it and then don't yeah, do that, shit. I don't know. Like, oh, I'm yeah, not... school ain't for everybody. Um, And do nothing. Like, all right, my nigga, school ain't for everybody, so what you going to do about it? Right. Absolutely. <laughs> you feel me? Like, something. You going, you going, like, start your own business and really keep at it? Because it's, it's easy for somebody to say they're starting their own business. Don't get me wrong. God, starting their own like venture and shit. But, I'm so but keeping it, like, keeping up with it is hard to do. And yes. what I've noticed about people starting their own, besides sidebar, what I've noticed about a lot of people starting their own businesses, people will start it and they'll go at it. And it's so fucking exciting to begin. Mm-hmm. But to one, maintain. But to main when you hit a, because you'll see a lot of rising, right? It's just like mm-hmm. the stock market. But there's going to be an initial drop. Facts. So you're getting a lot of love initially. And then there's going to be a, a couple weeks there where you're in the funk and you feel like there's no way to go. And that's a lot of people give up at that point. You can't stop. You feel me? If you're going to dedicate yourself to something. You have to really go yeah, hard. You have to go at it. Like even when nobody's watching, somebody's watching. They just ain't saying nothing. You feel Facts. me? So that's one thing. That's a, a lot of y'all need to stop because I've been seeing it way too much. Like I've stopped posting on social media. I'm on a little hiatus right now, but I, I'm still seeing the same pattern. He's going to be off hiatus <laughs> after today because of me. <laughs> I'll post, you know, I'll promote, but then I'll go back. I'm going to return <laughs> probably mid-summer, late summer. Um, But if you're not going to school, educate yourself. Like, we have so much. Like, there's libraries. There's books. Like, fucking read a book. I'm and telling you. if you don't want to read, read the book, watch get the Audible. Yeah, oh, my god. Download gosh. the Audible app. You get, like, two free books when you download the I'm fucking just saying, app. Like, you feel me? Because like, when you read, your vocabulary expands immensely like insane like i remember reading uh some book and then i learned an, like some amazing word for a flower and i was like oh shit that's that means flower <laughs> and my friend's like yeah bro i was like yo i gotta keep reading like i'm bugging like i don't i like, need to know more reading is fire you can find any genre book i'm gu- you're guaranteed to like i love it. mysteries and me? crime um if you, right, so if you're not gonna do that, uh, really dig into something. You feel me? If you you don't even have like you don't have to be the greatest person in the world. You don't have to start your own business. You don't have to be famous. You don't have to be a fucking rapper. You don't have to be an athlete. You can work. Get a find a job that you like doing and mm-hmm. work your way up. You feel I've me? Like it's it all happen. possible. 
But a lot of people be like, oh, school not for me. It's not for everybody. And yeah. then y'all just home. Y'all siphoning the fucking staircase and get a girl pregnant and then you beat up and you in jail or some or shit like that. you get a girl pregnant and you trying to find out how to support her and it's just like, well, I'm not in school so yeah. I gotta work. And you don't want to live check to check. Yeah, and it's, it's this repetitive side and this is back to the cult. Like, is this our culture? You feel me? Like, what are we really pushing? Facts. You feel me? Like, there's things we need to work on because there's, we have negative stereotypes on positive things. Like, you feel me? Like, Right, like my like, hair oh, like, is a oh, negative stereotype, and it's actually fucking positive. Like, oh, you go to school? Like, how many times you hear, like, oh, you a school boy? You a school now. head. Like, oh, yeah. you, you wear glasses? Oh, my gosh. Oh, you blind? You smart? Oh, no, I have astigmatism. Yo, this Thanks. nigga got a book, son. <laughs> the fuck you doing, my nigga? Come on, we out to the block. Like, yeah. like yo, we, we really weird. Suck, bro. <laughs> like, we like, call them the weirdos, but we really They'd be like, weird, you man. eating calamari? You bougie. <laughs> it's octopus, bro. It's just not that crazy. It's like, just... Oh, you trying different shit. You eat shrimp? Oh, Everybody eats mom. fucking shrimp. Like... <laughs> Yo, this nigga got a tie on. <laughs> Damn, let me live. You going to a funeral? Nah, I'm going to a job interview. Yo, I love niggas, man. But, like, for real, if you not going to school, like, do something, man. Because, like, it's these, repet- these repetitive patterns. Like, like... Of course, I was watching the Killer Mike interview. And it was like, of course, the young kids are going to glorify and be or idolize the hustlers on the block. So the drug dealers and shit, you know, we've all done it. That's what I've grown up looking at and being inspired by um, because we see the flashy things and we visualize it as success. You feel me? So this is what I mean when I was talking about, oh, we we're uh, pushing things as culture. You feel me? Uh anybody's going to look at something and be like, oh, look at something shiny, especially as a kid. So you see the cars, you see the women, you see the jewelry, and you're like, oh, wow, like, that's amazing. You can't stop kids from looking at that. But what we can do is... Change how you get it. Change Exactly, change that in the hood. So instead of... Lying to women. Instead of being the person that pushes, oh, like, yo, I fuck all the bitches, especially to the young kids, or like... You feel me? I'm trapping. I'm selling. Uh, uh, you feel me? Or, yeah, I'm banging hard. You feel me? We be on the block. Yeah, we run this shit. You could do positive things. Like, start. Instead of pushing a person that's doing that, push the person that's starting their own business, that got their own t-shirt line. Your, your, your local nice. photographer. Your, your, uh, the person who's... Uh, the guy that be yelling on the street talking about... Fight the power, power the people. I just saw voice, a little. Your voice matters. A little kid, uh, uh, start, opened his first, um, uh, got his oh, first oh, icy card. Oh, I think we want to talk about the bow tie kid. That was so cute. He has his own. It's a little black boy that has his own business of bow ties. Oh, nice. Nah, he sells them. It's so cute. Yeah, but I seen a little kid in the projects, um, pushing the icy card like it was his first icy card, and like oh. everybody was sharing it, like. Oh, yo, if I see him, I'm buying 10. I'm like, this is what we need to push more. Because then kids are going to look at it like, oh, like, that's cool, too. Like, I could do that. I am making money. And I can't. And and it's legal. Like, I can't get arrested. You feel me? Technically, now they're being dickheads. And like, oh, you have to have a license to push that cart. Yeah. (laughs) Like, stuff like that. Yeah, but you feel me? It's way easier to get a cart. Well, it's easier to, you know, buy a pack. But you, 
you know, look at the difference and like what happened. Yeah, yeah. Caught. Obviously, <laughs> I know that, but I was, you know, gotta be a little realistic. Gotta yeah. throw that out there. But obviously, their parents. Yeah, there's things that already set that in line. Like you gotta get, you gotta if officially gets, register your business. Right. As if a it LLC gets big though, like then that. that's when you could be like, yeah, nah, we gotta register this. Exactly. That's like that kid that was giving free. You could test the, you could test the market. I'm sorry, you could test the market and whatnot, and and see if that works for you. If you like, if you got a scale. I know somebody who just did, they uh, sold their first painting for $50. They was writing Aww. me like, oh, how much can I sell this for? I'm like, art is subjective and whatnot, but yes. test it and see, you know? And then I was like, oh, I'm thinking about making this a side hustle. I'm like, you can do that. Like, that's, people like art. Yeah, like people love art, you feel me? Especially if there's a story behind it. like That they need to figure out. And exactly. It's always changing and it's the same painting. That's dope. That's like my last post on social media was me graduating and I just put a story behind, you know, what got me into college and what got me there. And then people gravitated towards it. That's I be pushing therapy so much on people um, and they never take my advice. That shit gets me so mad. Cause, it's like okay. people hit me up for advice all the time. And I'm like, bro. Maybe you're like their little therapist. And I, that's that's too toxic for me because if shit goes to shit, then. I'm one to blame. But no, and they don't even take my honestly. Advice. It's really not your fault. They chose to release this information. It was consensual. So because you wanted to give me information about what's going on with you, and I listen. From what I know, from like schooling and whatnot, I never take sides. Like biased. We don't do. I that. don't do but like my brother, his baby, his 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 girl. Like they. Uh, yeah, the mother of his children. Baby moms is not baby moms, baby dad is not a vibe. Do not call nobody that. I hate that. It sounds so weird. I don't beat me up, but <laughs> they both call me about their issues. Mm. And I'm I tell them every time, like, yo, listen, I'm not taking his side. <laughs> I'm not taking her side. Or I'm not taking his side. Like, you could tell me what happened, I'll try to tell you the other person's uh perspective because what people lack is especially in those kind of situations, is empathy and compassion. And what I've come to realize off my own accord and just viewing things from an objective point of view is the reason most relationships don't work nowadays is because people don't understand themselves. So I have this theory... Or communicate what they... What insecurities yeah, exactly. they have. So I have this theory that in order for two people to succeed in a relationship cleanly, that... First, you need to learn to understand yourself. You need to know what triggers you, why you react to things a certain way. You won't ever know everything, but like just having a good understanding of why you act the way you act. And then beginning to like yourself, like like certain things Which about you. Which is hard. You and have like, to really yeah, like dive into Being able to look yourself in the mirror, uh, self-reflect and like like certain attributes even if some people find it negative like oh like that's what like i understand that and you know i don't mind it and then you can actually love yourself like you can reach a point where you you love who you are and you know you're always improving right you can't love somebody else until you master loving yourself up quote quote credit to to my man rupaul (laughs) if you can't love yourself how the hell you gonna love someone else my grandmother would always say that shit to uh, to my brother or my uncles. Like, whenever they got in trouble, they'd be like, I love you. She'd be like, you don't love me. You can't love nobody until you love yourself. And you that's a me? true statement. And I understand that wholeheartedly. And then when you get in a relationship, the two most important things are empathy and compassion. 
You have to be able to understand somebody. You gotta be. You have to know how to put yourself in somebody's shoes. Understand what triggers them, why they act the way they act. The same way you can look at yourself and understand. Yeah. Because if y'all both can't commute, like don't un- have that understanding, communication is impossible. It shouldn't be. To- y'all shouldn't be together. And then you need peace. compassion for understanding. You feel I me? Mean? That's the only way we'll be able to move forward. That's my relationship advice for today. That's a good that's, one. That's really yeah, good. That's... I was gonna say something simple. <laughs> yeah, like. I know, like, when people... Everybody's favorite word in an argument is you're stubborn. But just like you said, you have to have compassion and empathy. How, why are they stubborn? Is there a reason behind being stubborn? Most people who are stubborn, they have... if you say that, you're stubborn, too. Because exactly. you think you're... Like, the thing is, people just... It's about being right or wrong. Like, they... People tell you their relationship problems because they want you to say... Nah, you're dead ass right, and this is why I won't talk. I don't talk to. People. I don't like talking to people yeah. that I'm cool with about anything I got going on with a, a, a female, because they're just gonna tell me I'm right, and like, oh nah, yeah, facts, and Which then I'm gonna crazy, go back. Because that's always been my theory. I used to be like, please don't talk to me about like I I'll talk to you about it, but don't give me legitimate advice because I'm not gonna want to hear that I'm right or. It should go this way because exactly it's me. because it's just gonna make you go back, and you're gonna have. A hundred people telling you right, you uh that you're right, and then she's gonna have a hundred people telling her she's right, and it's like gladiator wars. It's facts. But even she said, and then somebody's going, then she's like, oh, but your sister even said I'm right. It's like, oh yeah, but your brother said I'm right, and yeah. then there's no understanding there because I'm not in a relationship with all these people. I don't even remember what the <laughs> the whole argument was about in the first place. It was just about wanting to win, like you feel me. And there's no facts. winning. Like y'all gotta understand that y'all win together. Honestly, and it, honest, in all honesty, I feel like a big thing about like keeping a happy relationship. It's just aside from being understanding, sometimes maybe you both need like maybe a little bit of space. I think people don't get it. Space is important, especially in New York. New relationships, old relationships, seasoned relationships, whatever type of relationship you're in, even if you live with each other. Sometimes it's okay to let your spouse go outside and be alone for a couple of hours. You don't have to bother them. Just let no. Honestly, like if you give somebody that personal space that they deserve, because initially we all come in this world alone, completely alone. Yes, we're inside of our mother's uterus and we're <laughs> connected to her, but in a way you're still alone, very mm-hmm. much so. And when you go in the grave, you are very much so alone. So it's like sometimes. People are like, oh, I just need my space to myself or time alone. And when you're in a relationship, it's like you feel like you have to. People don't take know how to time. be alone. Yeah. Because what we do is we self medicate. So usually self medication is uh, appointed with uh, drinking or smoking. Like, that's, you feel me? Like, we just drink, smoke, try to, you know, relax, de, de- stress. But even if you don't do those two things, you're probably just on social media or just watching shit like movies and videos and you don't have no time to sit with yourself. Oh, yeah. I used to do that. Like if I got out like a really bad breakup, I'm watching every single movie on Netflix or exactly. Hulu. And then it's just like, and then I find myself watching movies that relate to what happened to me. And I'm just like, why the fuck am I watching this shit? <laughs> like, shh, just be alone. Relax. <laughs> But it's like hard, that's what man. we like, do. People scared of isolation. Like people are really fearful of that. 
And I think that's a major problem in New York just because we're always around somebody and we live on top of each other. Humans aren't even, like, naturally adept to, like, living like this and shit. No, it's too many people um, under one roof. Yeah, and it's fucking weird to, like, just be alone in solitude and quiet. No, I love it. It throws a lot of people off. You have a better understanding of self, though. I'm just talking about the majority. No, and I'm talking about, like, (laughs) to make it relatable. Like, honestly, now I just love being alone sometimes. Like... Yes, I love hanging out with my friends and family. It, but it's just like, when it comes down to it, sometimes you just need to legitimately be alone. No TV. Maybe I'm just laying down on my bed just thinking or just writing something. Or, oh shit, let me paint. Writing, reading, drawing, doing something, uh, working your creative mind, exercising. That's been helping me a lot because I just graduated. So it's that post-graduation stress of like, what's next? You feel me? Facts. Um, so last week... Like, a couple of my friends were over. We were just chilling, talking. I'm like, yeah, so I got this interview, this interview, and then I fucked up here. And I, uh-huh, uh, uh-huh. Like, I'm just, like, going in. And like, like yo, a bro. frenzy. They're like, yo, calm down, bro. You graduated a week ago. Like, like, yeah, it's, <laughs> it's okay. It's going to be okay, bro. And I took that. I took those words, and uh, I took them at face value. And I'm like, you know what? I'm I'm wilding. Like, yeah, he cut his so, hair like, off just because of that. <laughs> no, <nah, cut>, yeah. <laughs> My hair is gone, word, but um, for the month of June, I just challenged myself to exercise every single day. Uh, I got a reading list. Um, I'm eating healthy. I cook almost every night now, um, and I'm off of social media, just trying to work on myself, because those are things that are important. So when people see you, there's actual growth, like not just, right. you know, internet growth or anything like that, you know, you can actually grow as a person. Thanks. Alright, we out. Alright, man. Have a good one. So. Ain't trapped forever. Stop.